So we want to talk about cultural shifts in sexuality over the last several generations. What has happened between the early 1900s, say, 100 years ago, when the sight of a woman's ankle could cause scandal if she appeared in public exposing that bit of her flesh, to 100 years later at the beginning of the 20th century when we're exposing a heck of a lot more than ankles and it doesn't seem to even raise eyebrows. Or we could put it this way. Say 50 years ago, if a guy came up to a woman and said, I want to have sex with you, she could rightly conclude, this guy wants to be the father of my children. This guy wants to raise a family with me. This guy wants to marry me. Today, it means you're hot and I want an orgasm. What has shifted and what in particular has afforded the shift? A hundred years ago, it was pretty obvious that the main purpose of sexual union was the raising of a family. Maybe we could put it this way. Ears are for hearing, eyes are for seeing, lungs are for breathing, genitals are for generating. This has been understood for long generations in the human family, that the main purpose of sexual relations was the bonding of a man and woman for the purpose of the procreation and education of children. Somehow, somewhere in the 20th century, we lost sight of the fact that sex leads to babies. I mean, we know this, but now it seems like an inconvenience. It seems something that we're trying to get further and further away from. People will say now the strangest things like, I got pregnant by accident. Were you having sex? Well, yeah, but the, the condom broke or I forgot to take my pill. We now blame pregnancy on failed contraception rather than on the natural result of the two becoming one in that intimate embrace. When we take a step back and we look at God's beautiful, glorious design for our sexuality, we realize that if you were having sex and you got pregnant, it does not mean something went wrong. It means something went beautifully right. The sexual revolution, in order for its goal to succeed, it had to separate sex from babies. And when we separate sex from babies, the goal of sex is no longer bringing new life into the world, establishing those family and marital bonds, when we separate procreation from sex, the goal of sex now becomes pleasure. Now, let's back up and recognize God made sexual pleasure. Sexual pleasure is a beautiful, glorious, divine gift. But what is it for? Sex has a purpose, and its purpose is not pleasure per se. Pleasure is the divine accompaniment, if you will, of learning how to love as God loves. The biblical purpose of sex is very clear. It comes out in full flowering in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 to 32, when Paul says, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Then he adds, this is a great mystery, and it refers to Christ and the church. The purpose 
of human sexuality in the biblical vision is to participate in divine love. And divine love is generous. Divine love generates. This is why God gave us genitals. The goal, the purpose of sex biblically, again, is participation in the love of God. And God has revealed his love as a love of a father. It brings life into the world. Look at our bodies. Our bodies tell the story. When we forget the life-giving aspect of sexual intercourse and we seek only pleasure, sex gets thrown back on itself. The goal is pleasure. When that's the goal, human beings now become the means to that pleasure. And rather than learning to love one another, we're learning to use one another for our own pleasure. Look at the world today. Look at the media and how it portrays human bodies, how it portrays human sexuality. The goal of sex is to excite lust and to lead to pleasure. When pleasure is the goal, human people, human beings become the means. And when we are not seen or we do not provide the pleasure someone seeks, we will be ignored or maybe even exterminated. Let's say it this way. When pleasure is the goal of sex, women in a particular way become the means and babies become an unwanted obstacle to my pleasure. And we get to the point in a culture where we are willing to kill our offspring so that we can have our pleasure. This is not an apocalyptic prediction of a horrific future. This is the world we live in now. How did we get here? We will never understand how we got here until we return to the full biblical vision that human sexuality is meant to be a participation in the life-giving love of God. It is impossible if we as Christians want to get to the roots of the sexual revolution and make a difference, if we want to return to the full truth of our sexuality as God made it to be, we must return to a full appreciation of what it means that we are called to be fruitful and multiply. We must return to the biblical truth that genitals are meant for generation. When we fail to acknowledge and embrace this truth, we degenerate. Genitals are meant for generation. When we don't embrace that, we degenerate. I encourage you, in closing, to reflect on this. What would the world look like if we honored and respected the fact that sex leads to babies? And we saw this not as some obstacle to overcome, but we saw it as what it is, a divine gift to receive. What would the world look like if our choices, our sexual choices, were made in such a way as always to honor this glorious foundational truth that genitals are meant to generate? The joy that we would come to know through, yes, commitment and sacrifice, because when we respect this truth, genitals generate, then we also have to acknowledge the fact that children cannot raise themselves. 
Human sexuality, responsibly lived, is a commitment to embrace the natural fruit of that sexual act. That's called the family, and it demands the commitment of marriage. This is the biblical vision. Lord Jesus, help us, help us. Just as you were helping the Pharisees 2,000 years ago in that conversation you had with them, when you pointed them back to the beginning, you pointed out that there's a hardness in our hearts because of original sin. But you said, in the beginning it wasn't so. And so we turn to you, Lord, with all our humanity, broken as we are, with all our sexual desires, broken and distorted as they are. And we ask you, please, Lord, come into our hardness of heart and soften our hearts. Give us hearts of flesh. Restore in us your original vision and plan for making us male and female. Help us to embrace the life-giving love that you've called us to. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>